Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. During a congressional hearing back in July, a former Air Force intelligence officer claimed the U.S. government had operated a secret multi-decade reserve engineering, I'm sorry, reverse engineering program of recovered vessels. That's not all he said. Did you know that there is such a office within the Pentagon called the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office? which is, you know, military speak for, hey, we check out UFOs, or what they call them, unidentified aerial phenomena, which is the military's for, term for UFO. This is an office, a real office within the federal government, within the Department of Defense that was formed in the last summer, in the summer of 2022. Check this out. Since then, it's received 366 reports of what they call UAPs. That total doesn't include 100, another 119 that occurred before March 2021, but it had not been included in an earlier preliminary report. The preliminary report released this past June, uh, I'm sorry, in June 2021, listed just 144 reports covering 17 years. With subsequent additions, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office had 510 UAPs reported in its files as of the end of August last year. There's a lot of stigma, always has been. People say you're crackpot, you're crazy. If you remember the movie Independence Day starting, starring Will Smith back in 1996, there was one character, he was a crop duster, played by Randy Quaid, a character in his own right, uh, where he claimed to have been abducted and everybody made fun of him. And as it turns out, in the movie, he was, you know, had his comeuppance when they showed back up. So, this office was created, and I quote, the U.S. government's efforts to destigmatize the topic of UAPs and instead recognize the potential risks the phenomena poses. Now I want to drop some numbers on you that should give you a little bit of pause. You ready for this? Out of the 366 reports, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office initial analysis found 195 objects had shown unremarkable characteristics, saying they were limited, they were linked to common activities. And the bulk of those, the 163, were attributed to balloons or balloon-like entities, the government said. Another 26 would be found to be various types of drones. And six reports were attributed to clutter. Hmm. A category that includes plastic bags, weather phenomena, and believe it or not, birds. Yeah, birds. Here's the thing that should pause you. Remember I said 195 out of what? 366? What's up with the little over 200 or not quite 200 that they didn't mention here? 195. That leaves 100, 171 actually. 171 they don't address here. And yes, there is a classified part of the report that we can't talk about because they didn't release it. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And nobody denies. Remember, 366 reports, 195 were explained away. 
171 were not. Think about that for a minute. The report does not include little green men or aliens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When asked, the government said no. The answer is no. We have nothing. Sure, I believe the government, don't you? We have not seen anything that would lead us to believe that any of the objects we have seen are of alien origin, if you will. Explain the 171 you didn't cover in this report. That's my question. Not the 195 you explained away, the other ones that you didn't even address. What's up? What are they? Could you not explain them? Are they actually maybe alien, but you don't want to cause a panic? Are they maybe some foreign power trying to get uh, secret technology to spy on us? which is another big thing, and that's where they're trying to go with this. They're trying to throw shade saying that, okay, the reason why we want this stuff identified is maybe it's a foreign power to develop some kind of super secret something to snoop on us, and we want the public to let us know so we can check it out. And in fact, if that's what it is, it is a risk to national security, and we need to be all over it. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. Maybe I'll just give you that. 171, though. Yeah, that's the number I'm asking about. This particular office doesn't just study objects in the air. The military's definition of a UAP was recently expanded to include objects in air and sea, as well as, and I don't even know how you define this, transmedium objects. Okay. It defines that last category as objects or devices that are observed to transition between space and the atmosphere or between the atmosphere and bodies of water that are not immediately identifiable. Mm-hmm. The pieces talk about three credible military professionals, retired, that seen some stuff and they can't explain it. And they talked about this going back as far as 2004 So we're not talking 40, 50 years ago where they had seen some things, tried to explain it. And theoretically, nobody really did anything about them, but they know it was weird and it couldn't be explained away. Um, Let me give you this example. The fellow's name, he's a retired U.S. Navy fighter pilot named Alex Dietrich, who describes seeing a highly unusual object off the coast of Southern California in 2004 after a colleague said something was rolling in the water below us. It was sort of roundish, oblong shape and didn't have any apparent flight control surfaces. It seemed to be bouncing around and changing course very quickly in a way that we would not have been able to maneuver our own aircraft or certainly keep up. Through the AARO's work, the U.S. is particularly keen to learn whether or not the unexplained phenomena may signal a foreign adversary's attempt to collect data. That is the official statement. In a passage that might tantalize or simply annoy UFO enthusiasts, the new report states, additional information is provided in the classified version of this report. So after all of this, after even trying to destigmatize this, so they say, after having a hearing and you thought they would tell you something, nah, not so much. But I will tell you this, in that same hearing, a former Air Force intelligence officer also said that he knew, let me get this straight because I want to say it, that the U.S. recovered, and I quote, non-human biologics from UFO crash sites. I don't know what that means, but they say there are no aliens. So what is that? 
and uh, 171 incidences in the last year that they didn't explain, that they didn't even go into in the report, in the hearing. So are we okay? Are we not alone? Is this thing for real? Have you seen a UFO? Maybe you have. Maybe something in the water. Who knows? But there is an agency that wants to hear from you. And if you have, I'd certainly give them the benefit of the doubt at least and make it aware because you never can tell. But yeah, there's an office in the Department of Defense dedicated to looking at this stuff. Finally, at least they're willing to admit that much. Maybe we'll find out a little bit more as time goes on. We can only hope. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out and be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. 